0: I'm not claiming nobody. Like I'm a I'm like a a middle school boy who's been hurt and now I'm a middle-aged man who cannot love. Hi everyone, welcome. This is People Have Color. Thanks for joining me. I'm your host, Corinne. Thanks for being here. Thanks for coming back. Thanks for being new. And in whatever the case, don't forget to subscribe. Leave a review if you're in the spirit. It's been a couple weeks since the last episode, and that is by design. The show is now bi-weekly. Yay! Which is a schedule that actually works for me instead of Oh, I'll do it every week and then it comes out once a quarter because I just cannot. So bi-weekly, yay, set your watches. I also received a very decent tip after the last episode to maybe add an introduction up top to orient you to my rantings before I really just go for it. Such a good idea, right? So that's what this is and on today's episode, we get into Amy Coney bullshit. Ben Sass and the ether tape he just put out, and some real actual hope for American democracy. Yay! We also later get into bad bitches such as Ashanti's 40th Body, I mean, Birthday on a Yacht, the 40 year old version film on Netflix, and Mariah the Carrie's historical, musical, nonfiction novel and why you need to stop fronting on Audible and just get it. Okay, hope you enjoy. Also, don't forget to check out the show notes. That's where I always post the sometimes very obscure references I make on the show. If you're ever listening and you're like, huh, what's the, what, what? Check the show notes. There's probably a link to figure out what I'm talking about. And then last, but really first, holler at me so we can do this discourse, y'all. Another dear listener suggested a little while back that I might make a Facebook page for the discussion, but I hate Facebook. So any other ideas, y'all? I'll take it. Any other ideas for an online forum that works for non-trolls? I'll take it. Please send your recommendations and any and all feedback and clapbacks to gmail.com. You can also follow me on Twitter at James Preferred, or you can follow my blog at slash people have color. And that's all. Without further ado, here's some more talking. Enjoy. My mics sound nice. Okay. Hey, everybody. It's Corinne. Thanks for joining me. This is People Have Color, a podcast wherein we seek to discover what happens. When we put these distractions in their place, these dumb distractions that preoccupy us and keep us from doing the things, the things we're here to actually do. That's uh, an idea that comes from Toni Morrison, which I mentioned last time, which was uh, two weeks ago. So here we are two Fridays later contemplating the next shit, the things that have occurred to me since the last time. As we just join here together to contemplate these days of our lives. I never like to say the date because who knows when I'm actually going to post this podcast. But I think it's coming out Friday morning. And it's Thursday evening when I'm recording this. And intentionally missing these damn town halls that are occurring simultaneously tonight with the two options we've got. I've chosen my option. Uh, I'm settled with it and i'm not going to second guess it that's a distraction and <laughs> really i'm here in this podcast and in my work and in my life trying to see what it what a progressive life is is if i move and shake stick and move I'm trying to think of the verb i can't think of what it is the thing you like how you do things <laughs> but how do i be in the world at my level i'm trying to seek my level here that's what i'm trying to do and not operate at the level of distraction at the level of this elementary shit that we're constantly mired in that thoughtful considerate progressives find ourselves stuck on this elementary school level of discourse and i'm fucking over it like fuck that I'm not here to waste all that time. I'm a philosopher in my KRS-One sample voice. I think very deeply. I'm not here to fiddle with your dumb ideas that I'm beyond. Sorry, I'm not doing it. And I'm here actually doing this podcast, desperately hoping to avoid it like holler if you hear me. Let's do it. Let's do this. Let's talk cuz I'm done talking to dummies and shouting at them in my mind on Twitter. Speaking of, there was this this back and forth this week on Twitter or actually today cuz Nate Silver of the like polling forecasts, uh, Moneyball Nate Silver said something about how phds are like once you get a phd y- you become impossible to persuade <laughs> uh who whatever oh, it is a boring conversation but phds really got up in arms about it and it reminded me that my people are on twitter and that's why i'm on there it's like there's a lot of smart people on there i don't have a phd and i'm not pursuing one but i am an intellectual Are you a philosopher? Yes, I think very deeply. This is the sample refrain from KRS-One's My Philosophy. On the industry, I'm not gonna go any further because I did a little research this week and it turns out you can't actually, you can't use music, you know, unless you're a radio station or a millionaire. So I'm not going to try and sample other people's work anymore, though I will continue to refer to music. And if there are any entertainment lawyers listening, I'm looking for a way to spin my use of music as educational for fair use purposes. Social commentary, something. Throw me a bone. Okay. So (laughs) moving on, I introduced the podcast again as I do every week because I'm distracted and it is going to be a bi-weekly joint so prepare yourself for that set that expectation bi-weekly every other Friday okay every other Friday get with it so on this Friday what I can't escape is this SCOTUS farce uh, Thus. Sounds terrible, SCOTUS us. It sounds like um, a a, a bodily function, right? I'm talking about the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court confirmation hearings to be more clear. I've been avoiding for self-help preservation reasons and just peripherally consuming. And I'm trying to keep it that way. And what I realize and notice this week as I am viscerally physically pained like choked up about it like I'm not my body's not in hurting but my chest is tight. My um my body like wants to flee when this topic crosses my mind. I want to escape to a van down by the river, a mountain with my guns. I wanna flee. I wanna be I want to join the wild, wild country. I want to go somewhere else. I want to be apart. I don't want to be with this SCOTUS nonsense. It's so whack to endure this. And the thing I can hope is that, like as I'm re-triggered by the shit we went through with Brett Kavanaugh, and the fact that that's also still real, like that was, this is, this is how I felt then. Like I couldn't believe it. And now I'm like immediately snapped back into that place that I'm desperately trying to avoid of like, is this real life? We really have to endure this and we have to endure the state making decisions like no more abortions. Is that real? No, I don't, I, I, I can't, I, no, thank you. No sorry I don't accept that I have no choice and no say in the matter I don't accept it I don't believe that that's real and true so in my insistence on that on my own reality where this shit is concerned I'm searching desperately for signs of hope beacons of light things lighthouses someone to rescue me and save me and what i what i found today as i increasingly cannot avoid the thing that's going on where a supreme court nominee a soon to be confirmed newly appointed for life supreme court justice refuses to say how she feels about separating children from their parents just refuses to answer any basic questions about her long avowed well-documented beliefs and values in that world, like I'm that I'm less and less able to avoid. This morning, I listened to my new favorite daily podcast, which is What a Day, the Crooked Media What a Day podcast with Akilah Hughes and Gideon something. He I'm sure he does have a last name. I don't know what it is. I listen for Akila Hughes mostly, who's out sick this week, so. She's not there, but they did do an interview today with someone who ended up leaving me with a dollop of hope, a man, a man. His name is Brian Fallon. He's the executive director of Demand Justice. And he's a damn beacon of light and hope in the dark. He basically like said everything I wanted to hear (laughs) about, I mean, he didn't say everything I wanted to hear. He said like, you know, he feels mixed about um, the court packing and like that we need to be in a in an eye for an eye kind of place with Republicans which okay uh, come on this podcast one day Brian Fallon and we'll talk about it I, I don't buy that all the way but he also said that in that vein of an eye for an eye why aren't we fucking grooming justices from the labor and civil rights movements to fucking pack the courts when, once we run things like once Democrats can get a thing done in Congress why don't we have movement lawyers prepped and ready to go it's because the old guard still runs things in our government and like you know we saw what Dianne Feinstein was about this week like come on you they're not ready they're not ready for a movement justice come on like somebody who's a progressive justice like for real like a like a slate of them like a movement of justices not this establishment but that's you know known and straightforward and not always going to be the case so that was a real beacon of hope for me to hold on to was that there is another judiciary to be had. Like I get down again when I think about like being my age, being generations from the like the payoff of this. I, you know, I I love to think about it for my son. It's nice. But I want it for me, dear. I want it for my life. I I've I've paid enough and my ancestors certainly have. I'm tapping my watch, bitches, on this future. In any case, that's where I ended up. So I just thought I would share that. Brian Fallon of Demand Justice is out here doing good shit. And he and his point of view and his work, that's who I want to be building with. I want to see what the challenges are for Demand Justice. I want to help them work through their workplace issues and like status quo trip ups so that we can Walk towards this beloved community together. Like, that's what I want to do. I don't want to be tripped up, damn, arguing about Amy Coney bullshit. Like, fuck that. We know what that is. I know what that is. And if you don't, you're listening to the wrong podcast. Tell someone, tell the person you're thinking of who would listen to this to listen instead of you. And subscribe. So that's SCOTUS and that's like enough about that I also want to say like I saw I, I, I got hip to another organization just today called Justice Democrats who also had a little firestorm on Twitter around this kind of like interesting ad that they did for Joe Biden and it's like it was like real straightforward like you're sick of being at home with your kids right it's like for people who are who are not struggling and singing spirituals every day through covid or who are tired of that and really sometimes just want a straightforward to have a straightforward conversation about the shit like aren't you tired of being at home with your kids and and 24 7 aren't you tired of this going so fucking horribly wrong with no end in sight fucking then vote vote and make the right choice it don't have to stay like this and like you know i thought it was a smart message and then the the subtweet, like the tweet after it was like we've seen th- we're tracking this ad and it is pushing potential voters to to go out and vote to go do their early voting to go cast their ballots and I'm like first of all how do they know that like people were like well how do you know that didn't this ad just come out but also I thought it was like an interesting data point to put underneath your post of like a, a silly ad like that and I realized that Justice Democrats is actually like this deeply progressive thing and they really alienated a lot of their donors with that ad. They were like, fuck this. They're like they, like they're, they're, a lot of their base are people who are like, no candidate, I'm not voting. And I guess that's who they're trying to reach actually. Um, and it's working is what they were saying. So that like Twitter heat, I think they're going to withstand it. Anyway, it was another like progressive thing that popped up in my visor vision view that made me feel hopeful about organizing. And the other like big progressive objective that I have is beyond the distractions is coalition, consolidation, collaboration. Like that's what the distraction is for is to keep that from happening and I rebuke you in the name of progress. So I uh, I'm just going to like for posterity's sake lock those two names, demand justice and justice democrats. Um what else, y'all? What else? Ben Sass brought the heat today. Senator Ben Sass of Nebraska This tape, the Ben Sass tape came out today, right? The Ben Sass ether tape came out today where he ethered Trump, right? And like his own little like off the record town hall. But we all know who leaked the tape. It's like it's Ben's homeboy who who leaked the tape, obviously. Because Ben's trying to position himself. Ben's not dumb. And what I learned today was Ben's name. I did not know it before that he's a senator from Nebraska, now I know that, and that he's a Republican who stands for the traditional party platform, or not even the traditional, like the modern party platform, before it was hijacked and run over and left for dead by the incumbent president, the, the guy in the Oval Office. And like, I don't know how honest it is. I don't, you know I I default don't trust politicians by default right like my default is lying until proven not to be with a politician which is why I'm not watching these town halls like I'm not gonna watch some I'm not we saw we've seen enough right we've made our decision we've made our peace we've made our compromises what the fuck are we watching on tv I'm not watching it nope I've received enough harm So anyway, I don't know, like, I don't, I don't trust Ben Sass, that is my point, but he did spit that fire today about, in that tape that was released, I don't know when the tape was made, but he spit that fire about what this man has done to his party, uh, what the party actually stands for. He speaks so coherently for eight minutes straight, there's like essentially no ums and ahs he was microphone ready, my friend, to say all of these things that I needed to say. Like, I don't know if this woman was a plant. I don't know if the whole thing was fucking staged because it was a soothing balm to my ears to hear him talk that kind of truth about uh, his party. And then it was also like revelatory for me to recognize that there is a Republican like that out there. In my echo chamber, there is no such Republican let alone one who is a professional with a platform that knows how to talk like that. Ben Sass, I see running for president, like soon, next. He's positioning himself for a presidential run. That's how, that's how I received that audio today. That was future of the party shit. And I say all that to say, that's the point of this podcast is that I'm not just gonna um, shit on Republicans or some dumb shit like that. Like I- I'm not gonna um, lick Democrat ass either. Like that's not me either. Is I- I'm here to interrogate and consider. And what I consider listening and cons- and thinking about Ben Sass is that's the level of discourse I'm looking for from the chamber from the motherfucking elected bodies from these, from this system if we are to have one. Like, he's still bought into his white supremacy and patriarchy because he thinks there is a ref- future of the Republican Party as it existed. He thinks Reagan is like great American history. So there's that, those fallacious things that are of the past, relics of the past. But he's not clearly not someone to be dismissed, not someone to dismiss that, his is the point of view that we're out here needing to contend with. He is holding the platform that we need to contend with if we are to progress as a nation and not splinter and secede and and, and just become a, like, a different nation or whatever the fuck is going to happen if we don't get it together. So that's what I heard is like, oh, this is actually what we're supposed to be contending with because we all know this Trump shit is nonsense, but when you don't hear the non-nonsense- you think it's all nonsense and you're going crazy and you need to move. Meanwhile, there's this thing that makes sense as, oh, right, this is the challenge. is people who still think, who still do believe in this bootstrap shit, but for reasons that I don't actually quite understand. And there's something to um, get into there that that will move us forward once we really face it. So that was hopeful too, I have to say, in its way. And it was also deeply hopeful for him to make the point that he's about to experience a crushing defeat as a Republican and see his party go down hard. Like, I really hope that's true. I really hope it's true. I don't trust shit. I am still deeply wounded by these electoral politics. And I'm not gonna, I'm not claiming nobody. Like, I'm a, I'm like a, a middle school boy who's been hurt and now I'm a middle-aged man who cannot love because nobody told me what to do with this pain. Nobody that I trust and believe. That's me in electoral politics and that's really a fucking nuff of civics for today. Class. Beyond that I wanted to discuss things that bring me joy. Other things that have brought me joy in the past couple of weeks besides my darling child who is the shit. Children just get better. They're so good. Your own children, I mean. Um. So things that brought me joy. I consumed Ashanti's Instagram photos this week and I enjoyed them. As I give over to the whopification of culture, because I'm a Cardi Megan stan, like I'm a women's empowerment stan, I'm a like don't judge what the children are doing kind of progressive. So seeing Ashanti's sunny, tan, glistening, dewy, nearly naked bikini clad body on a yacht for her 40th birthday really did bring me joy just as a woman stunting, a woman of a certain age stunting. I'd love to see a queen of your holding strong. I wanted to see, I wanted to hear some new music after that. And that's, you know, you see a a woman with a beautiful body who's got some fame and you think, oh, when's the album coming out? That's what I thought. I also thought about little Mo because No matter what, when I hear Shanti's name, when I think of her, I think of Ja Rule. And the only Ja Rule that matters to me is if you need me, if you want me to put it on you. And that's little Mo's talents and gifts that she blessed us with. So shout out to little Mo. I wonder how she's doing. So yeah, that was one thing that happened. And speaking of 40th, I also consumed the Netflix new film, 40-year-old version. And that shit was dope. Like, the thing I want to say about that is, like, that was a female rapper, a playwright, an intellectual, becomes an MC. It's like, they finally wrote a movie for me, about me, for me. Like, I'm not about to be a rapper, but I felt that shit so hard. Like a woman of my certain age, an intellectual from New York, from Brooklyn to be exact, raised on these beats. And like these beats are her first language. And I really felt that so hard and so deep. Like it's the content I've been looking for, like tailor-made custom content for me that I was not anticipating ever truly existing. And I'm impressed by her... Going for it, it's bold for a woman in her skin and her body to be that kind of a boss, to write and direct a film where you're performing your own rhymes and you're not a famous rapper. That's fucking bold, and I support it. It was also so funny. Like, I laughed many, many times. And I don't think it's too corny to watch, basically. Like, there's a little... A little bit of corniness to it which is like like the kiss of death for me is corniness I'm from Brooklyn like I said but that is really the least of it the most of it is what I just described which is like this woman standing up in her shit and she's fierce as fuck and it's fucking like that's the motherfucking beloved community more please yeah that's a bad bitch And the woman on the hook of the new single, Then Leave, which is my new ringtone, which I will not play for you here, again, for copyright reasons, is also a bad bitch. And I have that song on repeat. And for the last bad bitch of the hour, I'll just say for the past week, I have been consuming Mariah Carey's memoir via audiobook which is really the only way to consume it if Mariah Carey is going to write you a memoir like she did if Mariah V Carey is going to spend her time her precious very expensive time writing a memoir for you to consume like you deserve it get it on audiobook like what are you thinking she sings it's a performance She talks about how she wrote every song and then she sings the song. It's Mariah Carey. You listen to it. You don't read it. You listen to it. And it's been a trip. I mean, it's an event. It's a moment, a moment I will never forget. And for which I am quite grateful. Check it out. And that's all. Yeah. I think that's all I have to say this week. Um, because it's been long enough and now I have to edit this uh so thanks for joining me I'll see you in two weeks all power to the people no justice no peace peace